This is VSQ and News, the podcast where we look at Kevin Smith's filmography through a modern lens. I'm Darren Jackson, aka the Rap Critic on YouTube, and I am joined by my co-host and friend Evan as we go on this journey. And uh, of course, our next stop in this journey, uh, as two guys who we're, we're talking to each other about the you know the, the cultural relevance of a film like Chasing Amy. We were talking about how how the movie sort of uh, uh, informed how, how our experiences have informed how, how we've it seen changes the movie over, time. over ten years looking at it, looking yeah, back exactly. at it, and the way that uh, that certain you know, modern issues and the more cultural conversation about uh, LGBT issues has mm. changed. And uh, so, of course, today we are talking about the sitcom pilot the for shitty, Clerks. Shitty the fucking absolute dumpster fire. Oh my god! I wrote three to four thousand words Jesus. of angry notes oh my for god. a twenty-two minute pilot, and my file, uh, my my document file title was. Uh, Terrible, terrible dumpster fire. I'm angry. Doc X. <laughs> so in 1995, your boy Kevin Smith must have just been on fire after Clerks. It must have just set the indie world ablaze because he decided, like the, 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 the companies were calling his name. They were they were trying to get a piece of that Kevin Smith pie. You know what I'm saying? And so in the middle of them rushing out Mallrats, they also had a a, a a television pilot that they wanted to work on. And oh my God. I don't believe he was involved in any of the no, writing of this. No, he was not. And it shows. It's Man. like somebody, I swear to God, the way this thing is written, the person who wrote this script, I say person, it might have been a, a corporation made up a, of... A corporate of, fucking, uh, you know... Just hamsters pushing on pelts. Trying to but figure out how to figure if, out if, how to fucking... If indeed a single human being <clears throat> wrote this script, or even a group of human beings, they clearly did not watch Clerks. They, like, read... Yeah. They read the plot description on the back <laughs> of the VHS container. This is a workshop <laughs> fucking script that they fucking were like, how do we distill it's all the even... elements of Clerks down to, like, for, for a fucking 13-year-old? And, and completely missed the point. Yes. It is, oh, it my is the God. Most, it's like, if you... It has nothing other than character names and general... <laughs> Literally. It's like an ultimate universe. <laughs> it's character names and general concept. Other than that, it has nothing to do with Clerks. Uh, and it's... It's... It's like the most generic sitcom humor you can imagine. Even worse. It is offensively inoffensive. Dude, it, like, there are points where, matter of fact, fuck it, fuck it. Let's stop all this fucking talking about it. Let's just go through let's this just, systematically. Let's just dive in. So, <laughs> so we so, start, the opening fucking shot. Opening shot. The opening shot. fucking shot. <laughs> my, uh, yeah, my, my first impression was, okay, this looks like California. <laughs> I, it has, I, I guess it's just sitcomitis because I think it is supposed to be set in New Jersey, but it has that sitcomitis of, of, of <clears throat> sitcom writers in frickin' Burbank don't understand the East Coast at all, so everything looks like California. Right, right. It's Wrong Burbank. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the Rose Market. Oh my god. It's not even the same convenience store, it's the Rose Market, and it's shot at this, like, I described it as a, whoa, angle. <laughs> yeah, the sideways <laughs> It's, it's like, they thought they was. They, 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 this show's got attitude. It's got attitude. It's like it's like a 1995 commercial for some like kids' toy called Gak it or something like that. Definitely looks, looks like that. Like. It looked like we were about to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, about, kids. Looked like I was about brains, to be sold brains, something. Brains, brains, brains. Yeah, Don't yeah. you want to eat brains or whatever? Like that's what it was. 
looks like it's about to be. You know what's funny? Uh, the very beginning, as as it opened up on the uh, the beginning, uh, not when the show proper starts, but the little like this is not for air. Da da da. It is like presentation, not for air. I it like, really that's accurate. That's so accurate. <laughs> that's the most I, accurate statement I've ever seen I, in my entire life. And we both noticed the music. I described it as sounding sort of surfy and just falling yeah. into that general California itis. And it's just like. Did you listen to the sound? I don't know. Fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. Let's go into the very first goddamn joke. So it starts off with the ice cream guy looking at the the, the bleach blonde chick, obviously like gawking at her boobs, and he's just like, you've got some nice items. <laughs> and I was like, wait, items? And there was like nothing in front of Nobody her? Nobody calls boobs. Yeah, yeah first of all, no one calls boobs items. There was nothing in front of her, so I was just thinking like, was this like a placeholder word for like when they did put something in? Like I think this was it's, so badly done. I think they it were doesn't. Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense because there's nothing he could be talking about other than yeah. their boobs. So the he that we're talking about is not Dante or Randall. He's this guy. He's the ice cream guy. He's in a stupid ice cream shop uniform. He's got a little ice cream shop hat. And he's there through the whole fucking thing. He serves no purpose. It's like somebody was like, hey, we got these two wacky guys. You know what we need is comic relief. Let's add in an annoying mascot character who's like always dressed stupid and and extremely just unrealistically dumb. So let me let me actually throw something at you. Remember how you said uh, I believe you talked about how in Mallrats they were trying to cast someone else instead of Jay. Yeah, dude, this is that universe where the corporation got what they wanted. You know what I mean? Like, well, and, oh my god, and the thing is, there it's is so horrible. There is a fake Jay. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So obviously, there's but, no like they're doubling up on the fucking comic release. You know, I don't shit. think I like consciously really even put this into perspective until just now. But uh, right, there's no Jay and Silent Bob, and that because there's not going to be drug dealers in a mm-hmm. in a sitcom that they're trying to sell to middle of America, whatever. There's no Jay and Silent Bob, and that that weirdness and that like edge of Jay and Silent Bob's presence is sorely missing. Yeah, and throwing in this like weird little like so so the girl that ice cream guy is talking to, and this all like I realized all this later, like halfway through. But the girl that he's talking to, she's a tan. She's she's very tan, and they're yeah. talking to her about tanning. But she actually works at a tanning salon, and. So it seems to be that the that in the sitcom, it's like a it's not just the the convenience store and the video store. It's like this big strip mall with with. It's like a weird merging of Clerks and Mallrats, right? Where right, it's like, it's like one of those outdoor malls because you've got the convenience store or the Rose Market in this. Uh, you've got the video store, which also has a different name. Uh, also an ice cream shop. Also a tanning salon. Also a bunch of other stuff because later on. Uh, we we get something about all the clerks from all the stores. Yeah, and it's like whoever was like, Hey, <laughs> we've got two clerks at two stores, you know what would be more fun? An expanded clerks universe. Is lots of clerks <laughs> at lots of stores. And it's just 
It's uh so so yeah so basically we have this incredibly awkward dialogue with Dude, the, the oh ice cream God. guy. So okay, so we've got four people standing here. We have and they just the, it opens up like the way that they're just like standing there awkwardly. Like. It's bad and it's and it's this <laughs> way too big. And again, we've got that California itis where instead of a cramped little Jersey convenience store mm. in a grubby location with bulletproof glass and the clerks are in a box behind bulletproof right, glass right. and cigarettes. Instead, it's like a big open. You've got like the three quarter. Dude, counter it looks like the set of Keenan and Kel. Like <laughs> it looks, yeah, like you've got the 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 big open counter in the middle of this giant store that really looks like something out west, and and it's it's just very different. So they're standing in the middle of the the big like three quarter counter, and we've got. Okay, I, about five minutes in, decided I refuse to call these characters Dante and Randall. Oh, no. Every time they called it that, it was just like... Like, no. The, my brain rejected it. It was like... No. You know, that's <laughs> why it is. I was like, I couldn't remember who was who, because I was just like, well, it's definitely not Dante and Randall, so, so I don't know who the fuck they're talking about. So I've been calling... <laughs> I, I was... I referred to them the whole time in my notes as Fonte and Fandle, um, because they're fake. Fake ass. They're, they're faux. Like, yeah, for fake Dude, ass. and it's like, they're, they're trying to imitate the... the acting of Dante you you could see and, in some of the lines and the guy like, okay so Ugh. so the guy who plays Dante Fonte has the most punchable face oh my god dude if you thought Dante was like a sad sack Dante, like generic well, see, here's the this thing. guy is like here's the thing Dante in the movie played by Brian Halloran is a character yeah, he works he's he is a sad sack. He's kind of a dick. He's kind of funny looking. He's kind of annoying. But he's perfect for but what that character. But he is a character. And this guy is like the most, it's like he has no personality. He has negative personality. And it's like. He has no comedic timing whatsoever. No, and, and he's just incredibly generic looking. Like he's not, he's I guess more gen, more sort of conventionally attractive than Brian O'Halloran. But in <laughs> because the way, of course they were going to fucking do that. But in a way that just makes him completely completely invisible like unremarkable and then then he just has this constant like smug smirk on his face and everything he says he's like like everything he says has the subtext of I gotcha I'm funny huh Uh, that's uh, like the fucking subtext of every fucking thing he says and the dialogue is so bad it's It's almost like he doesn't realize what he's saying it's it's (laughs) like like, I swear like whoever wrote this did you think those were jokes because he goes like the the girl says so the, the tanning girl is sort of a generic dumb blonde and she does yeah. not look like a Jersey girl. She looks very California. She's, you know, she's tan. She's in a little sort of beachy outfit. She's got bleach blonde hair. She looks very California. And she's like, oh, tanning doesn't cause cancer. And he oh goes, my God. And, he get, and he just has this smug fucking look and he goes, oh, really, Sandra? So what does cause cancer? I'm setting up a punchline. Yeah. Whatever comes oh next is going to be funny. And she goes, lotion. And then you're just like, Okay. And then... (laughs) But there's like a pop from the audience. Like, it's it's supposed to be... It's supposed to be funny. (laughs) It's It's supposed to be funny. Also, if we're, you know, going along with our general theme of looking back at this from 15 years later... Knowing that there are people now who do think things like this, I'm like... Right. Oh, you know... uh, 
you know, chemo makes you, makes, like, causes cancer or, like, medication is just... Or vaccinating your kids vaccinating, gives them, like... Yeah, that we have, that we have people now who yeah. think things like, you know, vaccinating your kids causes them to get measles. Like, it's not as funny. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's but I don't, but I don't think that even in 1995 that was funny because it's just a weak joke. Yeah. This character shouldn't even be here. Dante is just... Like, Fonte here, fake Dante. <laughs> Fonte is, like, makes you love Dante in Clerks, which yeah. is a weird... It's like, he's just... You miss the personality. I, you, because it's like, yeah, Dante has a shitty personality. But it's a personality. But it's a personality. <laughs> Fonte has no personality. I'd rather he be a whiny sad sack, because at least that would be something. Oh, my God. Um, and then we have Fandle. And Fandle offends me. <laughs> So much. Okay, as I was watching this, I was like, were they originally intending to put this on Nickelodeon or something? Okay, were they trying to does, make like a fucking yeah, children's it, version? It does, They're trying to make like a goof troop to the clerks is a goofy they, movie. You know what I'm trying to but say? But here's the thing. You mentioned, you mentioned Kenan and Kel. Yeah. Kenan and Kel was a sitcom aimed at like 11 year olds yeah. and the sitcom and the humor on that was more sophisticated. Mm -hmm. and, right. Like, right. So here's the thing. And, and by the way, here's a little, um, post epilogue uh so after we uh, after we recorded the clerks episode i was like what is it about randall that i like so much what is it that i find so enticing about randall and i realized that randall actual randall played by jeff anderson in the movie Reminds me a great deal of my partner uh, in looks, in voice. <laughs> so this is the personal. In, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. In looks, uh, voice, verbal delivery, just mm. like a lot, and personality to a degree. And so I told my partner this, expecting him to be like, no, nah, I don't see it. And you know what he says? He goes, well, yeah, that makes sense because I modeled my personality <laughs> on <Randall." laughs> Of course, I mean... Fucking 90s head-ass, rebelling against in, the system head-ass. I'm like, in the early 2000s, when my partner was in high school, he made a conscious effort <laughs> to come off like Randall so from Clerks. So, so, so this the, whole thing is just re revealing that you're just really attracted so, to Randall. So the 20-year-old... So yeah, so it really does come... I was like, oh yeah, I like Randall because he reminds me of my partner. And, and apparently, I had a crush on my partner when I met him when I was 18 and he was 20 and so, because he reminded me of Randall. So the absence of that it, it made well, you even angrier. It's just like, it made, I don't... Not just not just the absence. Not what just, replaced it? What, what replaced it, it? It's like seeing somebody you love get mocked really cruelly. <laughs> Seriously. And like, like quite literally in my case. And here's the thing. So I do have to share that for like the first 10 minutes of this, I was like, who's this motherfucker who looks like a low rent Jim Brewer? I was like, who's he? he's like a cheap version of Brian from Half Baked. Turned out it's actually Jim Brewer. <laughs> He's, oh, he's, do, he's doing his best to try to be the J of this show, he's, you know what I well, mean? Well, see, here's the weird thing, is he's J, he's coming off more like J than Randall, and here's the thing, that both the, the, whoever cast Jim Brewer, whoever directed him and allowed him to perform this way, whoever wrote the jokes, um, 
didn't understand Randall because he comes off like Jay, but like a shitty Jay. Yeah. But here's the thing. Randall in the movie, um, so I mentioned, uh, again, when we recorded the Clerks episode that I went to acting school. And one of the things we talk about in acting school is status, a character's status. Mm. Uh, a high status character is powerful and cool and confident. And a low status character is like self-deprecating and maybe nebbishy and right, maybe right. gets like very emotional and is easy to manipulate. So... Randall in Clerks, the movie, is a very high status character. He is very, very high status. Like, he doesn't think, give a fuck. He doesn't. He doesn't. He, he yeah. doesn't give. A, like think about think about the scene where he's in the video store, sitting on the counter, splayed out on the counter, reading a, a newspaper, and this woman's talking to him, and he's not even looking at her, and he doesn't. Um, and he gives like very quick he, answers. Right. He doesn't even look at her. Doesn't like. The only time that he even seems to get angry is when she finally leaves and he kind of jumps down. But even then, he gets over it very quickly. Mm. He's extremely high status. He's extremely confident when he's talking about the uh, the women in the porno. And he's like, oh, yeah, their dicks are even bigger than mine. Like, he's very confident in himself and how he looks and how he is. Um and the and Fandle is extremely low status and extremely self-deprecating and extremely yeah. like in that way there's sort of so the weird thing that i noticed is that um every almost every character in this other than dante which is kind of weird um almost every character in this is very very self-deprecating and it's this sort of like self-owning joke of like hey like so dumb. It's that guy's even, dumb shit. it's well and it's and it's a specific type of joke of like um like hey that guy's even dumber than me or like oh like it's uh, a simple uh you know getting your getting the endearing your characters to the audience it's that self-owning thing or at one point like dante turns around and calls both ice cream guy and and fandol Fonte calls them like waste, like 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 wasted. Not what? What's the word? He's a, like, what? What is that word? He uses like 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 losers. Basically, I can't remember the term mm, he uses. Penny waste. No, it's like <laughs> he, he, he calls them like like. Ah. I can't remember. The, it was. It was. You had to go through your book thing. of notes. <laughs> yeah, I literally. I have like a like like I have like eight pages here of of single space notes. But he calls them losers, and and Fandel says something like, "Hey, I don't like that because it's true," and it's just like. Yeah. And it's just weird. It's like, what? Like, did you not pay attention to who this character it, is at all? It's like a, it's like a cartoon parody of Clerks. Like, this is like if they were trying to write a, 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 a Simpsons parody of Clerks. Yeah, but it's you know, not even making a joke about how they're losers. But it's you know? not even parodic because. Because it's like completely missing the core of who these characters are supposed to be. Yeah, it's like these are actually supposed to be the characters, right? We're not making fun like, of like. Oh, but this is the thing that pissed me off. Going back to going back to Fandle and how his character is supposed to be um, 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 transgressive, right? In the in in the scene that's supposed to show off his transgressiveness, he checks out these movies for for this woman and spoils each one. Uh huh. Oh, but yeah. So, so oh. yeah. Let's get I, it. This I, I is the example. Say, I want to say. I want to say. First of all, there's two things that extremely pissed me off about that. First, the first fucking thing he says is, 
about Crying Game, she's a man. Oh my now, god. Now let me say. Oh uh, yeah, I fucking trans- forgot. Okay, yeah, let me just shit, say. Man. Transphobic humor in the 90s is par for the course. It, it would not have surprised me to have a casually transphobic joke in no, the but 90s. I fucking forgot but, about that. But Randall specifically. Randall That's a good Graves. Fucking point. Randall Graves does not call trans women men. Randall Graves calls them beautiful women with giant dicks That's and enjoys point. watching pornography so with them. So that literally is a mischaracterization. So Literally a mischaracterization. Oh, shit. But also, here's the like even here's the big <laughs> thing that's a big problem is Randall in being a dick to this character by spoiling movies mm. is literally being a dick to the audience by spoiling movies. Oh, I, I didn't think I'm about that because yeah, some of those movies were recent. Because it's like 1995. <laughs> these are not old movies, so like it was just such a weird, thoughtless joke of like he's literally spoiling the endings of all these movies that many people in the audience have probably not seen and may want to see. But the thing about it that wasn't funny to me is that, like, first of all, it was such an easy, like, how do we show that this store clerk is, uh, you know, thumbing his nose at authority? Or, or thumbing his nose at just, I guess, society? Right. By breaking one of its you, rules. You can't have him Because you can't have him, like, saying obscene porno titles in a yeah. fucking network sitcom. So this is the Nickelodeon version of that. Oh, he spoils... Like, did it not look like an all-that skit where they were trying did, to do clerks? But, but even you know it's what like, I'm okay, if you wanted to do that joke and it's a stupid joke but if you wanted to do that joke you know it's already it's already a dumb sitcom and there's already like fourth wall breaking not not even like extreme fourth wall breaking but there's already like you know there's already a laugh track yeah fucking bleep him fucking bleep him fucking say oh i really like the ending of this (laughs) or have a joke where it's like we're editing this because right you could literally you could literally (laughs) have the same joke without spoiling movies for the audience now now here's the thing that i didn't like okay there I thought this was going to lead to a, a payoff, right? Because he's spoiling these movies, and then he says, oh, but you should see this movie. And I thought, oh, I get what's going on here. The idea is like, you don't want to see those movies that suck. Check out this movie, because I'm a cultured guy who knows movies. And and then she's like, all right, fine. Well, you spoiled those movies for me. I guess I will check out the movie. And then he spoils that one. Oh, really? And because so it doesn't fucking work. So it's, it's interesting to me, because I actually saw that joke telegraphed. I thought that joke was fucking telegraphed. You know what I think it was? It was was just so fucking easy. Yeah, it was just like, why wouldn't it just be another fucking uh, Charlie Brown pull the fucking football? That's so stupid. You were giving them too much credit. I was assuming the worst and going, oh, of course he's just going to spoil this one. And And of course that's the joke. Like I said, yeah. uh, Because why would it be anything more sophisticated than that? Right. Because the punchline is like, (laughs) I love doing that to them. (laughs) It's like, does he? Is Randall like spoiling movies? Right. Well, and it's like... I he mean, likes discussing movies. The type of good dude who likes discussing movies doesn't seem like the type of dude who would spoil I don't know. Movies. I feel like I could potentially see Randall Graves as a character doing that, but it was just not a good joke. It was badly executed. And again, I'm sorry, but a man who appreciates a beautiful woman with a beautiful penis <laughs> to have it, like... That just pissed me off because again, you got this very specific weird character. I could not believe that. Yeah, like that you called like, that. Like being <laughs> like because like he was this very specific, unusual character who's not just a generic '90s dirtbag. Mm-hmm. Like he had specific things about him, and to make him this generic like yeah. stupid goofball. Dude. It, I thought the clerks was the, you know, the scenes where he does transgress with things. I thought that was, like, trying too hard to be 90s. No! It's so fucking... <laughs> so, 
I guess we should try and like address <laughs> it. <laughs> it's okay. so hard to not get hung up for like minutes at a time on stupid jokes. The fucking sex in the in the car joke, where it's just like they're watching a movie and uh, whoever the fuck F- Fonte is just like, uh, well, we're watching this movie. Are we having a good time? And his girlfriend's like, well, I would rather be having sex in a car. And he jingles his keys like, well, let's do it. Oh, and then and then that, again, doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I'm like, wait, is there a conflict here? If they yeah. want to have sex in the car, now just I'm have wondering, sex in the car. Did you, What's the problem? I, so, real question. <laughs> I'm having a flashback here. Did you watch this on YouTube or did you watch this somewhere else? I watched it somewhere else. I think that there may have been two slightly different versions oh, of the pilot. Oh, no! It's happening again. <laughs> it's happening again. Please tell um, me what happened. No, I'm just thinking because oh, I don't... Is there a better director's cut that has more respect? Uh, because, well, no. It's still, it's still completely awful. But I don't remember her saying... And I don't re- And actually, now that I think about it, I don't remember Ice Cream Guy saying those are nice items. And I think... Wow. And I don't remember her saying sex in a car. I just remember her saying, like, I'd like to be in a car or something. And he goes, well, you're in luck and has quirkies. So I feel like the version that I saw may have been, like, slightly cleaned up. Wow. Because, yeah, but, this joke... Like... It, it's a crass sex joke of like, I, w- look, I would rather be doing anything. I'd rather be fucking in the back of your car. And then he's like, well, we can do that. And it's just like, all right, what's stopping you? Like, if this is the thing that you guys yeah, both want to do. Because the conflict is supposed to be, I want to do this. You want to do that. But I'm making you do this other thing. But this sounds like a thing that they both want to do. What the fuck's the problem? Yeah, so that was not, yeah. I mean, it was The joke just, doesn't work. It was just a weird thing that didn't go anywhere in either case. And I, so I want to address, so the girlfriend, it took me a while to, to realize, like, okay, this is supposed to be Veronica. Poor Veronica. She's doing the another, voice. She's trying so hard to do the well, fucking so voice. Well, so another character who... In the movie is this great specific character. She is kind of a badass. Mm-hmm. She is a good girlfriend. She's tough. She's interesting. And they turn her into the most generic. The nag. She's a sitcom wife. Yeah. They turn her into a sitcom wife who nags, nags, nags. Like, Veronica in the movie, like, yeah, you could argue, like, the action that she is taking is nagging Dante, but it's really that she's encouraging him. In the sitcom, she's just nagging, and everything from, I wish that you were doing more with your life, to, why don't you take me out on a nicer date? It's just all, like, lumped in with this generic nagging girl bullshit. Oh, they did it so quickly, too, because I'm remembering it now, where they're like, "Um, when are we gonna do the thing? When are you gonna make something of yourself? It's like the most generic placeholder dialogue. Right. (laughs) And it it really is like, oh yeah, that's the conflict in Clerks. Better mention that like they they completely like flattened out her character and just made her generic sitcom woman um you know i don't i'm gonna fucking talk about the end because fuck it it's 22 minutes i don't care about sticking to <laughs> Dude, any kind that's of the only ball. good note i actually had about that this fucking at that least it was it's short. only 22 minutes <laughs> when so, it got to the end i was like oh very, my god you're right it is over so at the end of the at the end of the pilot when fonte has pulled all kinds of bullshit and would be rightfully getting dumped She's like, oh, you know, I love you, and I just want you to get better at being you, whatever that means. It, like, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> she discouraged, like, he says, um, like, he was going to go get a better job, and she's like, no, I don't want you to do that, which, is like, makes no sense other than it's a sitcom and status quo is God, so he can't get a better job. Right, right. Um, And she just is like, but I love you, and I just want you to be better at being you. And it's like, first of all, it's completely meaningless, but it's like, oh, yeah. So she's literally just becoming the most... Um, cookie cutter generic sitcom wife of 
yeah, my husband's an idiot, or in this case, boyfriend, but, like, whatever, like, he's an idiot, and he's gonna pull all kinds of terrible shit, but I'm always but gonna this come... this is the way it is. I'm always gonna put up with it at yeah. the end of the day. Holy I'm gonna, shit. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna nag, but I'm never gonna actually do anything about it. <laughs> like, strange um, propaganda in a way. It's, but, it's, but it's that very generic sitcom thing. So, yeah. so basically all three of your main characters Dante Randall and Veronica have all been completely ruined yeah as they've been characters. scrubbed clean of anything that makes them unique individuals and they're all just fucking it's like like I said as I was watching this is like this looks like an all that skit like they were trying like and all even, that tried to but, parody but I feel clerks, like even, you know what I mean even that I feel like doesn't give enough credit to all that which could be very funny and yeah. weird and subversive uh-huh. um, um and, well, well, okay so there's one character I don't can't remember who it was, but he was the only one who had funny lines. It was the thief guy. Ray. I was just about to bring Ray up because I said, <laughs> so I feel like, so they got rid of Jay and Silent Bob. Instead, we have Ray. Now, what I want to say is Ray looks about 30. Yeah. Ray, Ray looks about 30 and has a beard. And for some reason. That just Ray, makes it more depressing, honestly. It, well, Ray is very clearly supposed to be underage. He's no more than 20. I think he's supposed to be a high school kid because basically we meet Ray when he's trying to steal beer. Um, and, and Fonte is like, oh, no, you know, you know, you can't do that. And he's like, but you always card me. And it's very strange. It's like, if you're going to cast a guy who's underage and stealing beer, and we know he's underage. Like, why would you cast a guy <laughs> who looks 30? But also, or know? at the very least, if for some reason... Get someone who is. Or at the very least, if you're going to cast that guy, have him shave his beard. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but I actually will give him, like, he had one funny line. Because, like, the idea is that he's stealing stuff, and it looks really right, obvious. Right. And he's just like, oh, you know, what happened? Uh, like, what, what's that in your shirt? And he's like, oh, I uh, just gained weight, huh, stupid joke. And then it's just like, and then he says, like, well, why are you hunched over like that? And he goes, uh... Knife fight, and I was like, "That was funny, like over the top." The weird thing was like Ray. For all that he was miscast and misused, and the lines were stupid, Ray was actually kind of funny, and I give all credit for that to the actor. Yeah, yeah. Except for there was one slightly funny bit where he later on is is shoplifting ice. And, okay, and Fonte, let's talk about that, actually. Okay. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of funny. He's shoplifting ice, and Fonte calls him out. He's like, oh, sorry, habit, because he's always trying to steal beer yeah. just because he doesn't want to get carded. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of funny. There were, like, two things in this entire thing that were slightly but funny. as I watched that, I realized, like, as the joke unfurled, I realized what was wrong with it and why I didn't laugh as hard. He takes one thing of ice, and he, you know, puts it in his shirt, of course, and then he goes like... Hey man, you can at least you know the the, clerk, the joke is you can at least try to act like you're not stealing it. And he goes like, "Oh, oh, actually, I was gonna buy it this time. It's just a force of habit. That's the joke." But the thing is, he gets one thing of ice and he puts it down, and and the Fonte goes, "What are you building an igloo?" And it's just like, like um, no, people, why do you think he's buying? Yeah, people ice. buy one like, bag why, of ice. That's why a thing. Would, why would yeah? That it's stupid writing. Well, and there but, was also another joke here that falls into that. Why is why does everybody in this why is everybody in this obsessed with owning themselves because he goes yeah. like he's supposed to be going to this cool guy's party and he's like yeah they said if I bring ice they'll let me stand outside and watch and it's yeah. like everybody in this is just so ridiculously over the top pathetic and just obsessed with dissing themselves and it's like what is I think that's supposed weird. to be part of the 90s you know uh, oh it's all nihilist everyone hates themselves you know hard hating is, you know what I mean but, it, but it's just it's weird and the, it's the not pessimistic cynical and, like, and even in Clerks it's like even Dante even Dante who is like 
not, you know, the most, like, positive person, doesn't, like, fucking diss himself like that. Like, nobody does that in Clerks. Like, but, nobody has that weird, like, I'm a loser and I'm gonna diss myself thing. But, like, but here, here's what the problem was with the joke, though. At, going back to the to the Ray guy, like, the problem was he only takes one thing. Like, wouldn't the joke oh, yeah, have been they, funnier if he they, took, like, a whole bunch of ice yeah, or something Yeah, like the that? igloo joke is stupid. And again, that's Because like, he's only taking one bag, and it's just like, it's reasonable to buy one bag of ice. Why is he... It's bad directing on top of the bad yeah. writing. It's it's bad. Everything is bad. Like, it should have been if he takes a whole bunch of items, then he calls him out, and then he goes like, oh, actually, I'm doing it legit this time, and I just forgot, because da-da-da-da. Yeah. But, like, it's the dialogue is written as if he's stealing more things, but he's not. Yeah. That's why the joke doesn't fucking work. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's just full of stupid jokes that just feel like a first pass in a writing room. Like when um when Veronica, it doesn't work as well with her. Like Floronica, I'm gonna call her for, for when, when when fake Veronica. <laughs> yeah, when 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 Floronica comes in. Uh, and she's like, hard day at the office, sweetie, when he's still working at the convenience store. Yeah. And so, okay, the joke is that it's an office. And he goes, yeah, I've just been promoted to Zordok, god of all things. It's like, like so it's was like, that supposed to be a it's just like, No, it, well, it would, uh, maybe, but it's just like, okay, so the joke is that you're... The joke is that you're pretending you work in a corporate office and then you talk about, like, some ancient god. Like, yeah. It was just stupid. It just, it just, it's not written right. It's just being random. It's, it's throwing it's like, shit at the wall. It, this is, a thir- like, a 40-year-old dude trying to write a 18-year-old dude. But it reads like something that a kid would write. Like, it reads... Yeah, like, that's the thing. It, it, it comes it reads, even more It reads fucking... like the stuff that my internet friends who were 12 years old wrote on, like, LiveJournal trying to be funny in, in, like, 2002. Okay, so there's another character they bring up later on. I can't remember what the, who the fuck this guy is. It's a dude with really long hair, and they brag about how his hair looks really nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I wanted to get to was uh, this guy, Cliff... There's like <laughs> you remember these names more than I fucking did. Yeah, there's like the joke of so Cliff basically is behaving similar to um the internet millionaire guy in Clerks 2, where he just basically comes in and is like or or like actually he's behaving like the um the, the workout guy. The, he's behaving like the personal trainer guy in Clerks, where he's like somebody they went to high school with and he's coming in like oh you guys are Clerks you losers I'm gonna I'm really successful, and Floronica he's he hits on Floronica quite openly. Um, and then Fonte understandably gets annoyed about that, uh, and Floronica, like, starts defending him yeah, in a weird I way. About, yeah, what the fuck was that about? It's just very <laughs> weird because it's like, okay, here's... It was so contrived. And it's, well, here's, here's the thing, what, what, what could have made sense is guys mildly flirting with Floronica, and Fonte's like, oh, that guy's such a fucking asshole. I hate him so much. Like, obviously, you can't say fucking asshole, but like, mm. oh, that guy's such a loser. I hate him. He's such a jerk, blah, blah, blah. And like, really going in hard. And Floronica's like, hey, he's not so bad. Why are you being like this? That could have made sense. Instead, but she was talking like, ins- yo, why ins- are you going back with this dude? <laughs> instead, Floronica goes like, you know, like, how can you say something mean about him? He's charming and successful and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And basically says everything up to everything. Like, she says everything but... I want to suck his dick. He's everything... Well, <laughs> she says everything but he's everything you're not. Yeah, that was the whole, like, that's the whole point. That's the whole point and of that dialogue. Right, and it's like... And she doesn't seem aware that that's what she's saying, which it's like, you cannot... Like, 
again, you have these characters behaving in a way that doesn't make sense because it's like, okay, if this is like, I could see a character saying something unintentionally, like, no, I think he's, I think it's cool what he's doing, you know, going to law school and stuff, and then having that read as a mm-hmm. burn. Yeah, or or maybe doing it like, a, you know, it's like, leave him alone, man. He's doing his own thing, and he's, you know. Really nicely dressed and has a nice tattoo. Yeah, like, like maybe if the, the joke there, was that there, she doesn't, re- she accidentally like, trails. Right, off, you right? could have stuff pop out. Yeah, but the way that she plays it, she just says it completely in earnest, and it's like it's almost as if there is supposed to be some sort of direction, but well, they don't. But the way you know? that, and the way that she's acting is as if she's genuinely trying to convince Fonte that he should be nice to this guy because yeah. he's attractive. <laughs> and it's just really weird and makes no behavioral sense. That, that's exactly it's what it is. It's just not how people act. Characters don't act like people. They just act like whatever joke they wanted to make dictates what they wanted. You know, yeah, that's what it is. Whatever joke they wanted to make at the time, whatever joke the script writer wanted to make dictated how the character is going to act instead of like trying to figure out, hmm, would this character do this? How can we work around how this character acts if we're right. trying to make this scenario Right, work, it's all just you know? jokes at the expense of... So I want to mention something real quick, just something I noted is that the scenes end really abruptly and, oh, and new scenes start and there are a lot of really short scenes that are unnecessary. Oh like boy. The, the timing, we're going to get to one. The, oh boy. Yeah, the pacing the pacing is completely off. But so we were mentioning um, that basically Floronica wants a date and Fonte has to work so basically they just go sit in the video store and watch a movie. Uh, apparently there are just never any customers in the Rose Market at yeah, night. What the fuck is going on? No, the only person we see is his dad comes over. Fonte's, oh, that dumbass scene. Yeah, so Fonte's dad comes in and it was just like it's a sitcom we need a dad and it, and it occurs to me that and, and the disappointed dad who's you know right and it occurs to me that one thing is like in the movie clerks we don't really see any older people other than a couple of customers yeah. we don't see their parents and i think that's kind of like tonally important and having like the dad come in and be like and his dad is again it's like his dad is mean in a way that just doesn't feel realistic because it's like if you had somebody who really is that down on his son and is that openly mean and emotionally abusive he wouldn't it's like I could see a character being that mean but the way that the character is presented makes no sense he's just like yeah, I think his first line is like um I was uh, weeping in an elevator and yeah, he comes someone in, uh, asked me what was wrong and of course your name came up <laughs> yeah like audience. his his son is like he's just constant like he his whole scene is just di- making mean digs but not in a way that feels like okay it's a sitcomy thing it's a sitcomy we're going to be really mean to each other because we're just trying to get cheap laughs out of the audience right? but also think about like okay if you want to have a character where that would make sense think about the mom in um in arrested development who's constantly okay. saying nasty shit to her kids yeah but it makes sense coming from her because she's painted as this bitter angry abusive woman and there's the, proper characterization and the effect exactly like she says mean things to her daughter about like her daughter being fat and you can see it hurting her and like it's it makes sense. Here we've just got this guy saying mm. horrible things to his son and yet it doesn't feel like we're supposed to go, oh shit, his dad's an abusive asshole and he and this is really hurting him. Like he's he then like puts his arm around his dad and is like, Oh, I love you, Dad. Like, let me make you a burrito and it's like Oh yeah, make me proud, son. Yeah. Their their relationship doesn't make any sense because it's like, no, I'm sorry, no son has a dad who treats him like that and is like, Ah, oh, that's my old man, I love him. And, you know, I think without we're being revealing... damaged in some way. Because you know the 
funny thing is, this is like, as I'm hearing this, like, but this does just sound like 90s. Like, I think these shows were just really fucking these bad. Shows were really bad. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck have we been watching? Because, like, was this fucking par for the course? Because as I'm thinking what you're saying, it was just like, I could imagine that on such and such fucking show. It's just like, I think these shows just fucking suck. I mean, that's. That's quite, that is quite possible. So, so yeah, so we have his dad come in and there's this weird little scene. And basically the whole scene, the purpose of it is this exposition that Fonte's not doing anything with his life and his dad's disappointed in him. And also his dad has gotten the number of a job that he can possibly and get. And he can like easily get apparently? Well, it's the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was Clinton. Okay, I want to bring up one more, one more little bit of uh, homoeroticism about. Oh, about, the silken hair thing. Yeah, it was like, oh, you know, one guy says like, oh, he's got silken hair that begs to be touched, and someone goes like, you know, oh, what? Tell me he doesn't. And then someone, and then another guy goes like, I want to, but uh, I can't. Well, and this and is like, and this is ice cream guy and yeah, yeah. and Fandel. And the thing here is that it's like it doesn't read like the un. So in Clerks, we have some of that with Jay. We have some of that stuff, but it doesn't read like that. It just reads like it reads like just the same kind of self owning because obviously, like this is you've got two straight guys in the nineties. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 we're not gay, right? Right, so they're not, so... Gay panic, Right, so for them to be like, oh, I want to touch that guy's hair, it just seems like the same kind of, like, oh, I'm dumb and I'm pathetic, and also I might be gay. Like, it's all all the same kind of lazy, self-owning joke. Yeah, and the thing about it is, it's just like... As I'm watching this in 2018, like, all it looks like is just like, oh, wow, they're just being really open about the fact that he can't be gay. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, this isn't funny. This is just it's sad. Just, yeah, but it, but, it's, but it comes off like a lazy well, joke. But I think bad writing like this that is trying so hard to rely on certain tropes, but using little controversial things in order to try to, you know, jab a, a cheap laugh out of the audience. The funny thing is, because the writing is bad, they're just exposing the thing yeah. that's wrong. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> so it's just like, yes, this is an issue that this guy can't just say that this dude's attractive without feeling like someone's the police are going to take him away to gay jail or something. Yeah, shit. yeah. <laughs> no, I do want to say there's a moment. There's a moment. Um, this happens like after the scene with the dad where everybody comes in looking for Fonte. They all come into the market like, oh, why aren't you, you know, coming watching the movie with us? Because obviously he couldn't just be working at his job. Uh, and he. You know, I I think what bugs me a little bit about that, too, is that in the movie, it's like, yeah, they were screwing around and Randall was, like, constantly, like, shutting the video store and going and hanging out. But there were consequences. We saw customers getting upset. We saw people complaining. We saw people lining up at the door. And in this, it's like they just screw around and there don't seem to ever be Do they ever open up the fucking... What if that's the problem? They just forgot to turn the fucking sign back around. Yeah, but, now that would have been a good joke right, if no one was there the it's whole. It's never really addressed. So, but so they come in looking for him, and so Floronica asks where the bathroom is, and my blood ran. Oh cold. my god, this joke because, is, uh, dude. This is like someone who's like trying to. You know what this show is? This show, like, as I'm trying to watch this show, I'm like. Who the fuck wrote this? It's like, this feels like someone who hated the Clerks movie and is trying to, like, expose how bad they think it is. Like, ooh, look, she's going to the thing. Isn't that Maybe, the stupid fucking but yeah, thing But yeah, but it was like, just like, you, know? you have to know. You have to know if you've even, like, read a synopsis of the movie. You have to know that you can't casually have a girl going to the bathroom in that convenience store. Like, oh my God. it's gonna upset people. And wasn't the door ripped off or some shit? And then they said something about, like, oh yeah, the door's been taking 
fucking off, and my thought is like, so nobody can accidentally fuck a dead guy in there. <laughs> but you think they would bring that up? <laughs> but yeah, but it's like obviously they can't mention that in a '90s network yep. sitcom, and so it's just this weird, Ooh. and so it's like this weird reference that like obviously anybody they they have to know that anybody watching this who's seen the movie is gonna think of Caitlin Bray and the dead guy. <clears throat> Anybody watching this is going to think that, and yet, if you haven't seen Clerks, if you haven't seen the movie and you're coming in, it wouldn't make you think of that, and so it's like this weird, like, they're trying to play it safe, but also have their cake and eat it, too. Like I said, it, it comes off like someone who doesn't, it's either, yes, that's what I've narrowed it down to, the two people who could have written this, either a 40-year-old out-of-touch dude who's trying to be cool, or a 13-year-old who, like, only got to see half of the movie, and then his friend broke it down for him, and then he had to write a skit for Nickelodeon, you know, <laughs> what the movie was fucking about. Right. There was, there's a quick scene right before, you mentioned earlier about the bad fucking act breaks. Oh my god, this one's horrible. So, uh, the fucking, I cannot remember who the fuck it is, is trying to keep Fonte from going to the job, right? He's like, Randall. Yeah, Randall. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, we're supposed to be friends. We're supposed to be lazy together. And you know, the joke is, it's like, um, um, uh, what is yeah, it? Yeah, oh god, okay, so I have a, yeah. I have a whole fucking, okay. Oh, please. So I, I need to get, all right, so I need to get chronological for a second. Because okay, we've okay. gotten, we've gotten really out of order. But basically we have the movie night in the video store and then the, and then I think Cliff, the whole thing with Cliff happens after that. Cliff comes in and, and, and Fonte's talking about what a loser he is and how he apparently narked on them in high school for pulling a senior prank, which we'll get more important later. Um, also, like, and you really important. see Randall Graves going in on, like, a group senior prank that just, ugh. It's anyway, so, it's, it's so fucking or, or Archie Fonte. and the gang, you know, or, up to some hijinks. Or, or Fonte for that, yeah. because you have Dante in, in Clerks is, a, is generally fairly, like, I don't want to get in trouble. Like, yeah. that's the whole thing is I don't want to get in trouble. He's not the kind of guy who would pull a big senior prank. But anyway, so Floronica is, like, getting mad because they're being mean about Cliff, and she and uh, Fonte get in a fight about it. And then immediately we cut to Fonte on a payphone talking to Floronica and like, or like leaving her voicemails and like they've clearly been fighting. So the natural assumption is that they got in this huge fight about Cliff and then she hasn't talked to him since. But no, we then find out that this is supposed to be like a few days later and they got in a fight about something else. And it's like, it's like this. Oh shit! I thought this was all supposed to take place no. in one day. No, what? no, that's that's how bad. Oh my god! That's how bad the timing is. Is that it? Like it's it's supposed to be like oh yeah they had some other fight about something else that Fandle wasn't there for. But yeah, so here's the thing. So yeah, what you mentioned is he's like yeah I'm you know what I'm gonna win my girl back. I'm gonna prove to her that I've got some direction and I'm gonna get this insurance job. Okay, and then Fandle's like no man come on we're supposed to be lazy and blah blah blah. And here's the thing. Clerks 2, spoiler for Clerks 2 for the next minute or so, whatever, right? Mm. Like, if, you, if you're if you listening to this, I'd imagine you're a Kevin Smith fan. If you've seen Clerks 2, the whole thing of Clerks 2 is that Dante is going to move to Florida with his fiance and, like, open a business or something and move on in his life. Mm. And Randall the whole time is, like, just sort of ribbing him about it and casual and blah, 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 whatever, man. Yeah, I'm going to send you a going off party. And then at the very end, Randall has this heartbreaking monologue where he's like, I love you, you're my best friend, and you're abandoning me, and I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, Mm. and, um, and it's really touching, and it's really earned. 
because yeah. we spend the whole movie seeing Randall trying to fight these feelings and then finally coming out with it. And here we have fucking Fandle popping around going, man, oh I'm God. really lazy and I want you to be lazy he, with me too. This, and, and yeah, yeah, this he, is the line. This is the line. He says, we made an oath. Do what comes easiest and the minute it becomes hard, quit. I mean, thank God at least one of us has the courage to see it through. And it's just like, it's, it makes, again, it's the cheap laugh. And it makes no sense. It was like, and it was, again, it was like somebody had like a big bucket full of sitcom tropes or something. And they're yeah. like, an oath when we were 13. That's a sick, that's a thing that happens on TV shows. Let's bring that up. But it's like nobody makes an oath to not put an effort in because by definition, like if you're making an oath, it should be something that's difficult. And if you're vowing it's to not so, do anything difficult, it just doesn't. They're being ironic and it, it doesn't work because it's, it's not fucking it's funny. Stupid. It's not funny and it's stupid. But, 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 but here's the weird thing again with timing is like we have the scene outside where Fonte's on the payphone and he, inf- and he decides to, to call, uh, by the way, does he, call on a cell phone no he no calls, it's on the no he calls on the payphone okay because yeah, i remember he goes and sits on top of a car and that payphone just has a weirdly long uh cord yeah. um so, I'm, okay. I'm not going back to it uh, no, no, no no god no no we're done we're never nah, touching this shit dude again. the mo like there was one moment where i had to rewind and i was just like Ugh, no yeah, no i can't rewind yeah, anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so the, you know, we have this whole scene outside where Fonte is leaving Floronica voicemails and then he decides to call the insurance company or he, no, you know what it is. He's not on the phone. He's sitting on the car. He says, I'm going to call the insurance company. I've got, he's pulling out the phone number his dad wrote for him, which also, again, this is supposed to be a few days later. He has the phone number in his pants. So does he just not change his pants <laughs> or has he been carrying this phone number around even though he only just now decided to make the call? It's just lazy. So here's the thing. So he's sitting on top of the car. He says, I'm going to call this insurance company. There's a phone right there. He could have just walked over to the phone. Instead, they do a scene change where he's inside and calling the insurance company on an indoor phone. I forgot about that. While Fandel is like in the background, like basically just like flopping all over the place. And then he goes, and then he gets off the phone and he goes to Fandel and he's like, you know, like, what do you think? Do you think I'm making a mistake? And I'm like, he just spent five minutes begging you not to do this. Why would you ask him what his opinion is? You know what his opinion is. And his response. And his response is to like fucking pert- mime hanging himself and then like do this but, weird like dance but, but flopping he, all over. But here's the thing. He's miming hanging like flopping around oh, that's after. what it is she yeah disturbing yeah, that's exactly what i was building oh, up to Jesus. like i didn't know what he was i didn't understand what that was at that first i didn't up. get it yeah at first i didn't get it. i was like what the fuck is he doing that and then i was like wait oh my god he got he he does the rope thing like uh, and like everyone does that you know like uh, uh, that yeah thing. yeah but then he does it's a little excessive. kick thing like that and then and it's, and it's like, again, Whoa. it's Jim Brewer being miscast and misused because I blame the director on that for, for doing that because it's like, you know, first of all, it's not Randall at all. It's not Randall-like behavior. And it's also yeah. just weird and disturbing. It's, it's like, but it's way too dark and it went on for way too long, went, especially yeah. for an act break. Yeah. Like, we'll be right the, back after this fucking elongated suicide joke. And the only thing I can think <laughs> is that possibly the people who were reviewing this also didn't know what he was doing like I did. I and think so, yeah, yeah. But so... Because it didn't... Yeah, it doesn't work. But the work. whole scene... The whole scene is we have 
Fonte sitting on the car outside and going, I'm going to call the insurance company. Then we have that scene. Then we have another scene where he where he's talking to Ice Cream Guy and like, yeah, I've got an interview tomorrow. I'm like, so why did you have that scene? Why did you need to have that two minute scene of him making the phone call? You, It was unnecessary. Because this was like, badly edited. That's like, what, <laughs> there's like, your how answer. Stupid, like, do you not think that him going, I'm going to call the insurance company next scene? Yeah, I've got a job interview at this insurance company. Like, what part of that necessitated us seeing him making the phone call? So, he's... There's one scene where, like... And I'm trying to figure out how this works. Uh, I think it was the Fandal uh, character trying to hit on some chick, right? Uh, the the bleach blonde chick or something like that. Like, hey, you know, what are you doing later? And she's like, oh, of course I'm totally into wanting to fuck you. And then, like, the one guy walks by him and, like, pushes his head. Like, goes like, oh, you idiot. And it was just like... Why did that happen? Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so we got to back up a little bit because, so this next scene where, where Fonte's talking about his, um, this really has nothing to do with Kevin Smith other than the fact that they took his characters. Um, <laughs> he didn't, this is his Star Wars fucking holiday special. <laughs> you love Star Wars movie and then you finally got your Star yeah. Wars holiday special. So, the thing you want no one to see. <laughs> right. So, so we've got... Fonte sitting there going, yeah, I'm going to go interview with this insurance company. And Ice Cream Guy is, like, getting more and more unnecessary exposition out of him. And then, so Ice Cream Guy's there. Fandle pops in and he's like, hey, hey, I have this plan to see how I can get you and Sandra, who's the Tangirl. Like, I, I have this plan to get you hooked up. We're going to throw a mixer and invite all the blah, blah, blah. I'm mm. like, all right, can you imagine... Just, just take a second. Imagine Randall Graves. Imagine Randall Graves as played, <laughs> as played by the stunning and incomparable Jeff Anderson, and incomparable <laughs> indeed, <laughs> uh, as as played by the the beautiful Jeff Anderson and written by the beautiful Kevin Smith. Imagine Randall Graves caring. Yeah, right. That's the about thing. whether caring, caring about whether some guy that he's sort of friends with gets laid. Gets laid. Like, and to no. the, not only caring, but to the point that he's going to throw a party no, the, about it. Yeah, the only reason he would care is if it was like directly in the affecting. second movie where it was like, oh, I'm a virgin and I don't get... Like, it would yeah. be like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm gonna mess with... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's... Like, in, in Clerks 2, like, he's fucking with the virgin because it's like, oh my god, this guy's a virgin, come on, we gotta do something about this. This is like, I literally want my friend to hook up with the girl that he has a thing for. Like, it's like what? It, Why? It's not, it's <laughs> not Fandle, it's not Randall at all. I think we fully established at this point that Fandle is, is just the polar opposite of Randall, <laughs> makes no sense. But so he's like, I'm gonna throw this mixer and they want to throw it in the convenience store and Fonte's like, no, because I have a job interview and I don't want to risk my uh, you know, my, my Whatever, fucking low level job. No, he's like, He's like, so Fonte says they can't throw it in the convenience store because he's got an interview in the morning and he doesn't want to risk getting a good recommendation. Oh, from oh, his oh references, references. References, yeah, yeah. 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 When they made like, the joke about like, what are references? What are, right, and, it, and again, more dumb jokes. And so they say, okay, we're going to throw this party in the, in the video store. So then later on they're having a party in the video store and it's jam-packed. So this is like the weird <laughs> thing about it. He goes, we're going to invite all the clerks from all the stores and there's a lot of people at this party and it's like, I was like oh, wait, they have what? friends? What? Well, but they're all the clerks from all the stores in this apparently gargantuan strip mall. It's yeah. like, how big is this fucking strip mall that you have like 40 people who are all just clerks who work there? Um, so they're having this, they're having the party. Uh, ice cream guy is, oh, also the tanning girl is a sociopath. 
Because she's giggling about how she accidentally left a guy in a turned-on tanning booth for yeah. five hours and didn't notice until she started to smell him cooking. I'm like, okay, so that guy's dead. And and, and then the dude makes a joke. He goes like, oh, because <laughs> so you're uh, you got a job and you're good at cooking, <laughs> right? And it's like here here's the thing is that it didn't play like a dark joke about like oh yeah this girl killed a guy she's a monster. It didn't play like that. It played like we're not really supposed to think he's dead. Yeah. Like, it, so it was very weird. It the, was like... Are the we jokes are told... There are these really over-the-top jokes that are told without respect to the, the gravity any, and weight any of Any kind of reality. Is. It's yeah. like... Because you could have a really dark joke where it's like, oh shit, that girl killed a guy, but then it's like, okay, so why didn't she get fired? And, yeah, like, why are you like, still like, hitting on throw, her? Like, like mm. throw in a line. If you want to just have this girl's a sociopath and she killed a guy, throw in a line about like, oh yeah, but like somebody else was on the clock and they went to prison. Like, you gotta like... Some way that she could like... Address be like, oh, it. Yeah, address fine. it somehow. But yeah, so yeah. then... um, So... Oh, oh. Fonte... So Fonte's over in the convenience store working and Ray and Ray comes in trying to steal the ice. That's when he finds out that Cliff, the cool guy, is having a party and Floronica's at the party. Oh, and now I remember. Doesn't he specifically say Cliff says before I leave high school, I want to do something special. No, he he's about to graduate. He says he's about to graduate high school. And no. that's the thing that made me go like, wait, oh, is well, this supposed to be set in high school? Is no, this supposed to be like because, a prequel? No, because he, he I think he, I think he might have misheard law school or it was just a mistake because Cliff is about to graduate law school. Okay, okay. But he does, so that whole thing is weird. But then, so, okay, so... So Fonte. Oh no, no, yeah. He says before I go off into the real world. Right out of law school. Oh, okay. Right, I thought right. I, you know. I think I heard before I got into the real world, and my brain was just like, huh. Right. But but it's very dumb. And so Fonte's freaking out because his girlfriend's at the party of the guy that she clearly thinks is attractive, and so he runs over to the party and he's saying to Fandle. So their exchange here is just really weird because he's like, well, uh, before he leaves. Because that's when the whole thing with Ray happens. And that joke, like, is so badly, like... The way the joke ends is because this is important for the after credit sequence. Right. right. He tells he tells Ray to watch the store. Yeah, but the whole joke is is like he's trying to buy the thing, and then he says, "I'm buying this ice for this party that you should check out because the girl you like is there." And he's like, "What? She's at that party? Watch the store. I'll be right back," or something like that. But it's just like it's so badly timed that like when it does do the cut back to Ray, like, "Oh, he's at the store, and the guy who steals stuff is being in I... charge." Of the I actually like everything was just so bad and the time was so bad that I like didn't put the connection together between that and the after credits credit scene. Exactly, and that's exactly what my point is. Like the, their timing and his like acting is just so bad. Like you can you barely almost can't like, register what's happening. It doesn't it doesn't connect. But so he runs over to the party at the video store and he's begging Fandle to help him because clearly he needs help to go and deal with this. And Fandel, and this is just Jim Brewer being Why does he not a good, yeah, because he's because <laughs> he has a stupid plan. Because of course it's a sitcom, so why have shenanigans when you could just have him run over to the party and be like, "Hey, babe, are you like sleeping with this guy?" Mm. Um, so he's no, so, you mean the opposite. So why have a, a why just uh, communicate to your lover when you can have some dumbass fucking shenanigans? Right, right. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just shenanigans. And so he he runs over and he's he's like begging Fandle for help. And Fandle does this stupid thing where it's like partly Jim Burr being a bad actor, partly the director because Jim Burr does this thing where he's like, Whoa, 
and like doing this stupid yeah. voice and like, oh, you hurt my feelings. And he seems... It didn't work. Because it seems like he's just making fun of the idea. Like, here's the thing. Yeah, that's like, the thing. Like, he doesn't like, actually care. Here's the thing. If you... Like, if you were like, hey, man, I'm sorry I said that to you, and I was like, oh, no, my feelings are so hurt, you would know that I was making a joke <laughs> yeah, like because, a, oh, because okay. ob- well, if I <laughs> yeah, did like that, you, you'd be like, oh, he wasn't really offended, mm-hmm. whereas, like, clearly Fandle's feelings really were hurt, and he wants, he, like, it's like he can't tell if he's being sincere or sarcastic. It's cartoon acting, like, in, in a fucking Spongebob it's, episode, it's, Patrick would have been like, well, I don't know, maybe you right. need to do something yeah, he, to make it up to me, you He know? is, he's coming off like a cartoon, and then the other weird thing is, like, he says something kind of flipped to, to Fonte about, like, oh, you're gonna go try on your Dockers, like, you know, like, you, don't you have to go put on your nice Some real generic, yeah. And, and Fonte's like, okay, I deserve that, and I'm like, okay, so I... It wasn't even har- harsh enough to deserve it. wasn't it. harsh, but <laughs> the other thing is like okay so do you feel guilty for taking this job like what's and and this is what i'm saying is like fonte has no personality at all because it's unclear it's like okay i thought that you felt like you were in the right trying to take this better job why do you now feel like you should feel guilty for taking it like like what are your feelings on the matter what is your perspective you have none so basically, exactly. they have this stupid exchange that makes no sense to anybody with the emotional IQ of a toddler. Uh, and then they agree to go to the party, and basically, Fonte's whole... Pl- oh, the other thing is they show up at the party, and Cliff is, like, asking Fonte's opinion, like, do you think I did a good job on the party? Did I get the details right? And it's like a yeah, generic man. it's like a generic party of people standing around, you know, drinking and stuff like a party. And he's like, do you think I got the details right? And, like, first of all, Cliff, you think Fonte's a loser? Why are you asking his opinion? It's just very weird. Yeah, like, it's so unrealistic because it's like, if you're throwing a party and you're having people over, all you care about is like, I'm talking with my friends and hanging out. You're not going, is this a good party? Am I doing well? well but also you know, the this fact isn't a he, fucking, like I said, it's like cartoons, Spongebob levels. And the fact fucking... that he specifically asks Fonte's opinion when it's already been made clear that he doesn't care about Fonte's opinion. Yeah. So, Fonte's big plan for getting Floronica to see that Cliff is a loser... Oh my god, I is, forgot. This is so dumb. <laughs> ...is to make them all... Re- because his whole reason that he hates Cliff is that when they were in high school, their senior prank was to paint the water cla- water tower, and Cliff narked on them when the cops ooh, came. Ooh, and this is the setup, you see. This so, is their clever little uh, right. Chekhov's so, gun. <laughs> right, right. So Fonte's plan uh, to get Floronica to see what a loser Cliff is is that he's going to get them all to recreate the senior prank, call the cops, and then watch, Cliff's going to narc on us. And it's like, okay, so you're getting yourself arrested <laughs> to prove that Cliff is a narc? That might be the stupidest it's the fucking plan stupidest, in my life. It is the stupidest thing you can possibly imagine. Yo, and, I, I think I really didn't process what was happening. And the, and the, and the terrible thing is, it works. Oh because... It works because they're all at the water tower. They're all up on the water tower. They're painting the water tower. The cops come. Cliff narks. And then Fonte's like, hey, no, it was me. And so he's being the bigger man by admitting that it was his idea and Cliff didn't really have anything to do with it. Gets arrested. And Floronica's like, you see, you were the bigger person. I love you. And it's like, uh, what? What? It's so... And then again... It's so bizarre. 
So then he... It's like people who obviously... Like, this plot is obviously not done yet because things are really fucked up with what's happening, but they know they have to wrap it up in two minutes, so they have to act like everything's okay. And so basically, so Floronica's like, I love you, I just want you to be good at being yourself. And apparently... And this again, it's like, okay, so you have Veronica in the movie who's this, like, awesome little spark plug who's really, like kind of a bitch in the best possible way and like genuinely wants Dante to better himself, genuinely wants to help him, genuinely loves him and this girl's who's like, oh I don't want you to get a good job, I don't care if you're a clerk for the rest of your life I just want you to take me on better dates Yeah, that's what it seems to come down to is I just want you to get uh, to get a car and take me out to the movies more often. Okay. And it's like, hmm. so basically so I'm really mad about what happened to her character also because you have this girl who goes from somebody who genuinely loves Dante and genuinely wants to push to be better to a girl who is basically just as long as you're taking me out on nice dates I don't care right right so the fucking ending basically it it ends with uh, they're saying this dialogue out loud and of course the cop hears them and And the cop is so touched at their young love that he lets them go yeah he's just like all right, that's okay enough compared to everything else in the show. That's probably like the best was it just me or did the cop look like the deputy Andy from Twin Peaks I feel like he did look like De- I can't remember. yeah. He looked like Deputy Andy from Twin Peaks, but, but but the cops acting was really bad and over the top. Yeah. At this point, I'm just over it. I'm just done. But I don't care. The thing that was the cherry on top was the because fu- I stopped it after that, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's over. It's it, over, right? It, it's this over. This was bad, but that was a nice little little bow on the end of the crab sandwich, you know. The, uh, wow, that was a mixed metaphor. That was a <laughs> <laughs> that was a bow at the end of this fucking you know horrible I, my, thing. My notes say, "End tag." Oh God, it's not That's over. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> so I stopped it. I stopped it, and I started writing my notes, and then I was like, uh, "Oh, the- I literally wrote right here." Uh. <laughs> And I was like, wait, it's still, oh no, they're doing the after credit scene. And the final fucking joke is, um, the, the clerks are all sitting down watching some TV, but what they're actually watching is, see, the payoff of the the footage of Ray stealing all the food in the store. Are they supposed to be watching Ray steal? That's the thing. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just like, oh, they're all watching a movie again, and now we also see Ray stealing all this stuff while he's left. That's how badly fucking acting it is. Oh my god. See, I didn't get that. Yeah, Uh. so when you see it, they're like, ha, and you see them, and then like you see the laugh track, which is indicating, oh, look at the thief taking the stuff, and then of course at the end, he takes the camera, which again raises the question, then how the fuck did they get the footage of me as the camera? Like, it, they go through, it, like, it's such a failure of a joke. It's like, uh, uh, get it? it's supposed to be like watching it after the, but yeah, the timing is bad, yeah. the editing is bad. But like I said, uh, so it's basically like, get it? They're watching him steal shit, even though he steals the video camera at the end, so they wouldn't even be able to get it? I, I don't know how jokes it's, work. Yeah. I want to go back to something earlier in the episode that I feel like really really kind of encapsulates a lot of what's wrong with this is so we have Fonte practicing for his job interview at an insurance company. Oh, yeah. And he goes... Every time you remind me of a scene, but I immediately go, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have so, to remember this now. So <laughs> instead of like, instead of do like anything that resembles a job interview in the real world, he's going, I'm going to practice for my job interview at an insurance company. You're not covered. You're not covered. You're not covered. And they're saying the words, you're not covered in 
in bad line readings like a bad actor getting ready for an audition. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so that's not how job interviews work. That's not how jobs work. That's not how anything works. And and to me, it's like, fr- frankly, like, actors shouldn't even do that. That's like bad acting. But it's like, at least it would make sense if you were an actor getting ready for an audition, even yeah. though it's stupid. And here's the thing to me is that the people creating this thing don't seem to know how anything works outside of the world of sitcoms. You're so right. They're like, oh, when you get ready for a job, that's when you have to say the line right, and then you get the job, right? (laughs) It's it's so endemic. Like, you do. But really think about that setup. Doesn't that sound like a kid writing a show and doesn't understand how fucking job interviews work? You know what I'm saying? And the thing is that, like, uh, I think, and I'm not, I did not come up with this. This is, uh, I saw this on some cracked article or something, but somebody had pointed out that there's something endemic in screenwriters where they don't really understand how real jobs work and so there's stuff like if somebody has a big thing at work it's always like some big presentation yeah, because yeah. you know they can only think in terms of, of that sort of makes sense in regards to screenwriting but but this was like really uh, it's just yeah it's like either something that a small child wrote or something that somebody who it's like um it kind of reminds me a little of that, like, I forced an AI to watch sitcoms. Yeah, and, and it made, because, dude, that's what this is. You force an AI because, to watch sitcoms, and this is the fucking show Yeah, because it's like, because it's like a mind whose only understanding of the world came from watching sitcoms. Yeah. And then not even watching the movie clerks, but literally watching sitcoms. Mm. If you, if you took an AI and you fed it a bunch of sitcoms, and then you told it, Here's the plot synopsis of Clerks. Make a sitcom. This is what it would have come a, up with. A sitcom. Clerks filtered through a fucking uh, robot that's that's only yeah. understands humanity it, by way of sitcoms. It's, it's just because you've got the title Clerks, the vague concept of there's a convenience store, there's a video store... And the guy who works at the convenience store has people in his life who yeah. wish he had a better job. And he's a loser. And, he, and, and that's literally... Yeah. That's li- and, the, and the character names of Dante and Randall. And that's... And Veronica. Dante, I, Randall, and Veronica. And then... Everything else that, is just an ocean of information that just completely gets changed out for and something it's else. Just, <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I think I said last time when I said we're going to watch this, I said I'm going to have a pint of ice cream. I had a pint of ice cream. I, I finished eating it within two minutes. I was angry eating that ice cream. Dude, I had to stop, like, for the first five minutes, I had to stop, like, pause and go, like, okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I had to keep stopping. I would stop and watch, like, clips from Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> like, That's I'm, I miss you. I'm sorry I shit talked to all rats. Dude, I, I miss you. All is forgiven. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so I realize now it's like, man, we, you know, we, Mallrats, we had kind of mixed feelings yeah, about. But straight and, up and down. This, and this was, like, terrible. This was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. This is, like, if you think Mallrats is, like, the worst. This was worst. worse than The Room. This was yeah, worse than The honestly. Room. Because The Room, like, I sit there and watch them, like, okay, whatever. Eh. But this just, I was constantly going, like, It was just infuriating. angry. Yeah. And like, if you are a fan of Kevin Smith films, if you are a fan of Kevin Smith films, it's infuriating. It's, 
so infuriating. So, so let, I would say don't watch this. Don't watch it. Don't don't watch it. <laughs> like, you you you're not missing anything. Like if you we just came back from the haunted house that is like, this universe, just, and we're telling you don't just go in. Don't do it for yourselves. So next time we are going to be watching something we like. Yes. We're not gonna. I promise. The next time is not just gonna be us sitting here bitching. We're gonna watch something we like, something good. It's our mini special. I think I think uh, we we've been making the people wait long enough. We finally need to. Get to Clerks, Clerks the, the Animated, animated series. series. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. So until next time, I'm a straight man. And I'm a white man. And uh, we'll, we'll be staring at sailboats or any fucking thing else instead of watching this fucking shit. Jesus fucking Christ, this is horrible. Peace. Oh my God.